near-death experience podcast, an ongoing exploration of spiritually transformative experiences, including NDEs and other phenomena, in order to elucidate the ineffable and better understand our spirituality. All episodes are available at ndepodcast.org. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and guests are not necessarily those of NDE Podcast, the NDERF, any sponsors, or for that matter, anyone else. In the end, the only opinion that really matters is yours. Welcome to Near-Death Experience Podcast, the official source of audio accounts for the Near-Death Experience Research Foundation. I'm Chaz Hathaway, author of Life in the Spirit World, What Near-Death Experiences May Teach, about life on the other side, and the album, uh, the music album, Home. Today we're going to share three near-death experiences. All three are very short, but beautiful and insightful. The first, and, and all three are from endurf.org. The first is Carrie who says, I was driving along Highway 290, going about 70 miles per hour, when I saw a quick flash of a pickup truck in, my front, in front of my car. I remember screaming and feeling my car hit the truck, swing around and hit the back of the truck, and land in the ditch on the side of the road. It was during this time I became unconscious. Suddenly, I was high up in the sky, looking down, and I could see my car and the pickup truck both in the ditch. There were two angels there with me. There was a beautiful bright light surrounding us. The angels were beautiful and I felt a sense of inner peace that no matter what I do in this life, there are beings up above who love us and watch over us and are waiting for us to come home. I wanted to go home then. The angels told me that I still had a purpose to fulfill, many people to influence, that I had someone whom I was supposed to marry and have a meaningful life. They said it would be hard, that there were lots of trials, but that I would get through all of them with success. They said the world needed me right now. I was sent back into my car, into my intense pain and anguish. In my NDE, I had experienced love and peace, and after being sent back into my life, I felt pain and anguish and sorrow. Okay, that was the end of Carrie's experience. Now we're going to read Karen's experience. <clears throat> Karen says, The day it happened, I remember writing a note to my husband's parents' pastor, telling him to watch over my husband. I knew the end was near. I remember looking at my husband and seeing the anguish on his face. It hurt my heart. Then I was in what I can only describe as a hallway but it seemed fluorescent white, but no lights were in it. I sensed my mother, not like seeing her here, but the best way to describe it is like she was all around me and through me, like a mist, but more real. I a very wonderful feeling of peace, no stress, no worries, no pain, no issues, but this enormous peace, words, fail the experience. It was like we communicated without words, just a knowing, and I knew I had to come back. I did not want to. I felt assured at that time that, and the way that I have said it to anyone that I tell is, 
Visualize a large spot, then superimpose over that spot the same spot. Here, but also here, that God is, I to this day am ready to go back. Now for the real interesting part. I saw my husband when I came back. The first words I said to him was, I had to come back for you. I have to tell you part of his life for you to truly understand this. My husband lost his son who was riding a bike uh, to a drunk driver. My husband has been terrified of death since that time. Last year, my husband was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer. He is terminal and has months to live. I believe with all that I am that I had the experience to share it with my husband and others to help them to not be afraid. Okay, that's the end of Karen's experience. Here's Heidi. Heidi says, I'd had two dreams prior to this event where my mother and my friends were packing a suitcase and telling me I had to go to the hospital or I would die. It turned out I needed a hysterectomy. My blood volume was low, and going into surgery, I didn't feel fear, just tired and worn out. During surgery, apparently, I remember leaving my body and flying out of the room, down the halls and around the corners. I then flew through the glass doors into the entryway and around the outside of the brick hospital building, gaining altitude as I flew. As I got up near the clouds, the street lights from below made them glow a pinkish color. I saw what looked to be thousands of angels, all in flowing robes or gowns, flying in the same direction. I struggled to catch up with an angel to my right. Just as I had just about come up even with her, she smiled with this gentle smile and shook her head in a negative manner. I immediately dropped, waking up in my body. My body felt as though I was jolted with shock. My doctor was standing near the foot of the bed, looking very pale and shaken. He told me that they had nearly lost me, indicating seven needle marks in my chest where they had injected me with adrenaline to jumpstart my heart and lungs. That is the end of Heidi's experience. So clearly all three experiences are fascinating. The first one, um, Carrie, she is in this car accident. Cars crash in a ditch, you know, in, into a ditch, and she's looking down on this from above with two angels at her side, and uh, she is filled with such a sense of inner peace and a recognition that no matter what she does in life, that there are beings above us who love us, who watch over us, and are waiting for us to come home. And then she's told she has a purpose to fulfill, people to influence, a difference to make in the world. And that she's supposed to marry and have a meaningful life. Then she is told that it's going to be very difficult. There's going to be lots of trials, but she would get through them. And of course she comes back and her life is filled with pain and anguish, sorrow, and so forth. Or at least it was at the time. I don't know um, this according to her, occurred back in 2002. It would be interesting to hear from her now to find out if those things have come to pass, uh, finding someone to marry and having any kind of influence. And, you know, 
even just putting this out there and putting it available for us to read means she is having an influence on people and providing them with assurance. Because, you know, let's face it, most of us have not had a near-death experience. I have not had an experience of this sort. I can't give the kind of assurance. I, I, I feel it and I sense it, but I don't I haven't seen it that I know of. And so we need people like Carrie to give us these experiences, um, the accounts, in order to know that there is more to come. So thank you, Carrie. Okay, Karen's experience. She talks about being in some sort of hallway with fluorescent white lights, but no light bulbs. Um, she senses her mother. And she describes her, it's as if she was a mist all around and through her, but more present than and more real than a mist would be. But she felt her absolutely there. And true to other experiences, it sounds like there is some level of communication or shared knowing with her grandmother. Then she describes a wonderful feeling of peace, no stress, no worries, anything, and the ability to communicate without words, as we mentioned. Then she's has this interesting and confusing, because, let's face it, we're mortals, we don't get it, but she describes, you know, imagine a spot, and then superimpose over that spot the same spot, being here, but also here. You would think here and almost there, and, and also there, would be the way she's describing it being here and there. But no, she's saying here and here. I'm not sure what to make of that. Is that saying that the spirit and the body in the same place? Is it saying that we are here, but we are also here in a different sense? I don't know. I'm not sure she would necessarily know how to explain it, except to say God is. She says, I to this day. I'm ready to go back at any time. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go back. But now for the real interesting part, she says she feels like she came back for her husband. Her husband was terrified of death ever since the death of his son and to a drunk driver. And uh, now her husband is experiencing stage four cancer. And she has her experience in the midst of this which of course would be terrifying to him, but she's coming back saying, no, 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 there is more, and it's beautiful, and it's peaceful, and it's no pain, no issues, incredible love. It, it, it's incredible. I would be interested to know her husband's reaction to her experience, not just the trauma that, you know, having her get in this situation, which we don't know exactly what it was, um, but... Uh, almost losing her, there's that. But I would be interested to know how he responded to his, to her experience. Okay, and then Heidi. Hers, I, I can't really pinpoint why, but this one really stands out to me. She has, you know, she dies uh, during a hysterectomy. Um, and... She's leaving her body, flying out of the room, down the halls, around the corners, and then she flies through the glass doors and around the, the outside of the brick building. She's gaining altitude, and she's, she's basically taking off. It sounds almost like an airplane, you know, the way she's flying um, 
out and gaining altitude and as she gets close to the clouds she is she's finding herself in the midst of what looks like thousands of angels in flowing robes or gowns flying in the same direction i'm not sure if they are flying like in this straight procession or if they're all flying upward as if they're all leaving the earth at once there seems to be in some experiences um something of people seeing other dying individuals their spirits headed toward the light or headed toward heaven headed down a tunnel whatever um something together like but the interesting thing is is these other people who are at their side generally seem to know that it's not this person's time to go now is this a a result of the you know shared knowledge and understanding or something and if so how can those individuals know that it's this person not this person's time to go while that person doesn't know it themselves i don't know how that works or is it that uh, in this case heidi she's flying up toward these people and maybe this is the angel that she's trying to catch up to is the closest one is a guardian of hers and knows her plan for life and what she needs to accomplish and and knows that her time is not up i don't know but it's interesting to me that often the dead the truly dead seem to know when it is the person's time or not and yet as i'm saying that i am suddenly remembering many experiences where people are you know they've got ancestors and loved ones grandparents parents whatever just beyond some kind of you know barrier that they're wanting to cross and they're about to cross and and their that family on the other side is saying come come home come home we're so excited to see you basically but then some guardian angel of some sort steps out in front and says no it is not your time and they can still see the other people beckoning them forward while this being angel whatever uh, stops and says no it's time to go back and then they rush back to their body so clearly it's not like this universal everybody on the other side knows that it's their time or not but i'm not sure what kind of you know what's going on there it could be also that people dying are sometimes given messages by their guardian angels and so forth that are being told you know you're going to pass you know a, a young woman that uh, needs to return to her body be sure to tell her that or something you know acting as a messenger i'm not sure how that all works it's it's just kind of interesting to me but um one thing that seems common between these three experiences and seems very common among all experiences is this feeling of not being afraid of death not being afraid at all in fact in, in these experiences particularly they describe being excited to go back when the time comes or in their words they're ready to go at any time they're not afraid and like all of us i'm sure they're not looking forward to any pain associated with it or suffering that may come prior to death but death itself not afraid of it not afraid at all and we don't have any reason to be afraid of it either so if you would like to support the podcast, you can do so by either purchasing my book, Life in the Spirit World, my album, 
home or by going to patreon.com slash NDE podcast and becoming an ongoing monthly contributor. Um, you can email me, C-H-A-S, at ndepodcast.org. You can also email John, john at ndepodcast.org. And once again, you guys, thank you so much for listening. <laughs>